Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 14. Arise, arise and shine. On thee have dawned the day. God is thy sun and Christ thy light. Be thou a steadfast ray. Hymn number 14. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, go to our website and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and follow it through to the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so and there you will find the readings for tonight. And the theme for tonight is, God and man are inseparable. And the readings will now be given by Gary. The Bible. John. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. 
When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The man departed, and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him, because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered them, My Father worketh hitherto, and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his Father making himself equal with God. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. For as the Father raiseth up the dead, and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Matthew Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Romans Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, and from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Jesus of Nazareth taught and demonstrated man's oneness with the Father, and for this we owe him endless homage. The one ego, the one mind or spirit called God, is infinite individuality, which supplies all form and comeliness, and which reflects reality and divinity in individual spiritual man and things. The divine image, idea, or Christ was, is, and ever will be inseparable from the divine principle God. Jesus referred to this unity of his spiritual identity thus, quote, Before Abraham was, I am. I and my father are one. My father is greater than I. End quote. The one spirit includes all identities. God, the divine principle of man, and man in God's likeness are inseparable, harmonious, and eternal. The science of being furnishes the rule of perfection and brings immortality to light. God and man are not the same, but in the order of divine science, God and man coexist and are eternal. 
God is the parent mind, and man is God's spiritual offspring. God, without the image and likeness of himself, would be a non-entity, or mind unexpressed. He would be without a witness or proof of his own nature. Spiritual man is the image or idea of God, an idea which cannot be lost nor separated from its divine principle. When the evidence before the material senses yielded to spiritual sense, the apostle declared that nothing could alienate him from God, from the sweet sense and presence of life and truth. The meek Nazarene's steadfast and true knowledge of pre-existence of the nature and the inseparability of God and man made him mighty. Spiritual insight of truth and love antidotes and destroys the errors of flesh and brings to light the true reflection, man as God's image, or the first man. For Christ plainly declared through Jesus, Before Abraham was, I am. Is man's spiritual sonship a personal gift to man? Or is it the reality of his being in divine science? Man's knowledge of this grand verity gives him power to demonstrate his divine principle, which in turn is requisite in order to understand his sonship, or unity with God, good. When we understand man's true birthright, that he is born not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, we shall understand that man is the offspring of spirit and not of the flesh. Recognize him through spiritual and not material laws and regard him as spiritual and not material. His sonship, referred to in the text, is his spiritual relation to deity. It is not then a personal gift, but is the order of divine science. Question. Do you believe in God? I believe more in him than do most Christians, for I have no faith in any other thing or being. He sustains my individuality. Nay, more. He is my individuality and my life. Because he lives, I live. He heals all my ills, destroys my iniquities, deprives death of its sting, 
and robs the grave of its victory. To me, God is all. He is best understood as supreme being and as infinite and conscious life, as the affectionate father and mother of all he creates. I believe in the individual man, for I understand that man is as definite and eternal as God, and that man is coexistent with God as being the eternally divine idea. But I believe less in the sinner, wrongly named man, The more I understand true humanhood, the more I see it to be sinless, as ignorant of sin as is the perfect maker. To me, the reality and substance of being are good and nothing else. Through the eternal reality of existence, I reach in thought a glorified consciousness of the only living God and the genuine man. This science of God and man is the Holy Ghost, which reveals and sustains the unbroken and eternal harmony of both God and the universe. It is the kingdom of heaven, the ever-present reign of harmony already with us. Hence the need that human consciousness should become divine in the coincidence of God and man, in contradistinction to the false consciousness of both good and evil, God and devil, of man separated from his maker. Immortal mind is God, and this mind is made manifest in all thoughts and desires that draw mankind towards purity, health, holiness, and the spiritual facts of being. Jesus recognized this relation so clearly that he said, I and my Father are one. In proportion as we oppose the belief in material sense, in sickness, sin, and death, and recognize ourselves under the control of God, spiritual and immortal mind, shall we go on to leave the animal for the spiritual and learn the meaning of those words of Jesus, Go ye into all the world, heal the sick. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 370. We are hid with Christ forever in the Father's holy plan. In this pure, eternal union, we behold the perfect man. And we know that sin can never overthrow the sacred rod of dominion over evil. We are hid with Christ in God. Hymn number 370. <laughs>
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. Welcome one and all. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website, plainfieldcs.com. We offer so much inspiring and healing material, and it all comes free of charge, and it comes with the love of this church. And I would like to also mention that people from all over the world have found our church. We have many other websites in other foreign languages, so we literally reach people across the globe. I'd like to point out one article that we're now featuring on the home page of our English website. It's called Immortal Memory by Bicknell Young. If you've ever had any concerns over your memory or need to understand more clearly what the purpose of your memory really is, read this article. Mr. Young explains it very simply and clearly. It's a beautiful article. Highly recommend it. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start here on Sundays at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school for children. This Sunday school meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And it can be attended by teleconference. There's a teleconference number uh, dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, which means your child can attend by telephone regardless of where you live. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we'd love to welcome your child there. One more announcement before we go on. We're going to have a Bible study this Saturday. It starts at 10 o'clock in the morning, and the study question is posted on the website, so check that out and do a little reading and studying before you join us on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. for a wonderful discussion, our Bible study. Okay, now I will read from the church manual by Mary Baker Reddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly request that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you. 
as well as any other sounds that your telephone may pick up. So we kindly also request that you be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Candy from Wisconsin, go ahead. Good evening, everyone. Tonight, I would like to express my gratitude for God's abundant good. Hymn 324 states, Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. At this church, I have been learning that obedience to God, like reading my lesson first thing in the morning, brings many blessings. Several weeks ago, I was shoveling the 20 steps I used to get to the road when our driveway is covered with snow. I have found that the easiest tool to accomplish this is a dustpan. When I reached the last step, I noticed the snowplow had dumped crusty snow on the five feet between the last step and the road. This meant I needed to go down the stairs, retrieve a snow shovel as a dustpan would never work, and then climb them again. This was not something I was very excited about, but (laughs) when I looked up, the plow truck that had just cleaned up my neighbor's house had a smiling face that asked if he could move the snow for me. My need was graciously supplied. Thank you for this church and for my practitioner for teaching me that God is always by my side. Thank you. Thank you. Jim from Arizona, go ahead. Good evening. Recently, I awakened and I had a sore ankle. It was just acted as if it was sprained. And uh, I got busy at my uh, study and uh, I thought out loud, perfect God and perfect man and perfect me. And I continued with my study of the lesson, and I completely forgot about the ankle. And by the time I was finished with the lesson, the ache and pain was also finished. I I am very grateful for this quick healing. Thank you. Thank you. Linda Linda from North Carolina. Go ahead. Hi. Good evening. Many of the readings over the last several weeks have placed emphasis on affirming that there are no reversals of our prayers and treatments. This is particularly helpful during the season of Lent, which the recent Unity Watch brought out. Having been brought up in Roman Catholicism as a child, I was steeped in false dogma, and as an adult, I had my share of battling the aggressive suggestions that reinforce dark and fearful beliefs and emotions. When I became a teenager, I rejected those lies, but I also rejected God. I was adrift and insecure about everything, but I was also a seeker, and I tried many religions. Eastern religions brought relief for a time as I learned to look inward to consciousness itself for answers. The teachings also began to dispel the sense that God was vengeful or punishing. Yet, as helpful as these teachings were, they were also very far away from the origin of the claims that so haunted me. It was like moving to a different family to solve my problems, 
rather than working them out with my own family. It was only when I found Christian science that the snarls of false beliefs began to unwind and were supplanted with spiritual understanding and the incredible illumination of the Christ truth. Over the years, the discipline and study of Christian science has been a rock, the very foundation of my being. Through understanding and not by sidestepping, the science of being continues to expose the false beliefs in such a way as to destroy their power over me. The healing grace of divine love opened the door to the first chapter of Genesis and closed forever the door of second Genesis. As a result, I have become more confident in helping others challenge their oppressive lies, the lies that they have over them, bringing a sense of freedom and release to these encounters. It is a life's work, but I am gaining in the recognition of life as unfoldment. A friend recommended an article in the 1941 journal by Mary Sands Lee entitled, Being is Unfoldment. It illustrates how the recognition of good as is always un, as unfolding infinity and how it does much to release frozen assets and to keep one open to and receptive of good. I am very thankful to God, to Mary Baker Eddy, the devoted practitioners, and the wonderful resources made available to the world through the Plainfield Church, of which I am very happy to be a part. Thank you. Thank you. Dave. Dave from Florida. Go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, the other day, I started coughing a lot, and it felt like I was coming down with something. So I asked a practitioner here for help. She said, only good is contagious, and told me to work with this week's Watching Point and also study Bicknell Young's article entitled Oneness. One thought in that article that was helpful is as follows. In Christian science practice, we must see clearly and more clearly that we are the presence of God, and in this presence there is no sin, disease, death, or inharmony of any kind. Within a couple hours, I was feeling fine, and the symptoms have not returned. I'm grateful for this quick healing, for the work of the practitioner, to be a member here, and for Christian science. And thank you for those readings. Thank you. Susan from Massachusetts, go ahead. Thank you so much for the readings this evening. I am so grateful to God for his infinite blessings, including Christian science and this wonderful church. The roundtables have helped me so much. One recent idea that was shared I really love. It was that when we read the truth from the Bible and Mary Baker Eddy's writings, even when we may not always understand the words, we can repeat them and take them into our being, and they will kick in because they are the truth. I felt this recently when I was feeling really anxious about some things, including a really busy work schedule. I had actually started feeling quite lightheaded as well. I contacted a Plainfield practitioner who so lovingly helped me and reminded me of the 91st Psalm 
especially the last verses. So after we hung up, I turned to this psalm. At first it did feel like words only, but I did take them in. The last part reads, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. I took these words in and went to bed, and the next day the lightheadedness faded, and I was guided to make some adjustments to my schedule that allowed for a good day. This is one small example of many that showed me God does deliver us and help us when we turn to him. I am very grateful for this church and the teaching here, for the practitioners, and all the love that is expressed. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Joanne. Joanne from Florida. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, I'm very grateful for a complete healing of grief that I had. Our downstairs neighbor recently passed away, and I asked for help from a Christian science practitioner here. This neighbor had become a very dear friend to us as a result of our prayers in Christian science and God's love that we showed to him. One of the things the practitioner said to me that was very comforting was that those prayers and love were with him now and were helping him and that he was now light years ahead of where he was when he was with us. I'm so grateful to the practitioner for this loving help and that we have the ever-present healing comfort of Christian science. It heals and helps us in any situation. And thank you for those healing readings tonight. Thank you. Sandy. Sandy from Nebraska. Go ahead. I want to um, express my gratitude for your readings tonight. Um, Trying to keep this uh, for a minute. Last year, uh, we contact somebody dear to me. Contact. I suggest to contact one of the practitioners, and I think that was Mister Ibeth. I didn't know the meaning of the conversation, but the person only told me that Miss Beth say work with the um, in your website. You got something about body, the the definition of a Christian scientist. Okay. I read it, you know, the person continued their life and, you know, I didn't intrude into his thought. Um, with the situation that's going on uh, with this so-called pandemic, um, I have family in Panama Canal. I have an auntie, her name is Ursula, who is 96 years old. These are small villages. And you need to understand that everybody is so close because there's a little village and everybody depends on everybody for for water and for their survivor. Seeing like this pandemic, it took the whole village. And my auntie lived by herself. And my family calling me. And I remember those round tables that means very bad, conducted so clearly. So I put one that she's talking about, you have to do the work. Like, I really have to do the lesson. And I really have to go to all your website 
And then also she's talking about not taking personal responsibility because I just know the one that's going to heal and protect my hand. He's pandemized. No way. But the Christ, the mind of God can do. He's a Lord. It's in the loving arm that Christ is carrying. So I started doing this thing about body. And I just been praying, follow the, every Sunday, the round tables. I never see something like this. Miss Galibé and the group of people they talk. It's so clear, so genuine, and so honest, the way they express it. So I send it to one of my cousins in Panama. I say, I'm going to translate for you. I forgot that you guys the stuff in Spanish translate. So I did the best I could. And I keep Miss Belbet saying, Miss Belbet already say, well, bless one, bless others. And doing the different uh, hymns and doing the, the treatment on body. Well, today around 5 o'clock, my cousin called me from Panama Canal saying, I went to visit Ellen, and Auntie was 96. She is, she is absolutely fine. Everybody in the village got this call, whatever's going on, this pandemic, and didn't touch her. Who are these people? What is this religion? What is this? I say, it's, it's very easy. I'm going to try to send you the information in Spanish. And just do the the treatment on body and and um I was thinking about you guys today. You know what a blessing. What a blessing is your choice. What a blessing the practitioners. They pushing everyone. You never know how you're gonna bless. I'm so grateful for Christ Jesus. I'm so grateful for Mary Bakers. I'm grateful for Missouri Bed and Florence and for for all the congregations are there for the testimonies every Wednesday to help us and to not taking personal responsibility and to know that the practitioners do pray, but we also have to do our part. I'm grateful for being this meeting tonight. God bless. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. I would like to offer a gratitude this evening for all the teaching, healing, lesson sermons from our Christian Science Church here, independent in Plainfield. How blessed I am and we are. Having been raised in a Protestant church, I thought your soul was inside you to, re to be released upon death. I don't know if that was actually taught, but that was what I came away with after many, many years of Sunday school. To know now the qualities of soul that we all express because we are the image and likeness of our dear father mother is so comforting and joyful, joy making. One of our Sunday school teachers told some little children to look in a mirror and they would see what soul is, all the beauty and happiness of God right there. I love Christian science and how it is shared here in so many various and profound ways. And thank you for the wonderful readings tonight and the healing music. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful for all the ways that God has protected me throughout my life. 
Last night, I slipped on some black ice, and I landed on my forearm as though I was holding out a shield. It happened so quickly that once I realized what occurred, I just had to laugh because it was so evident that God was protecting me. I spent the night thanking God and thinking of the many times that he protected me throughout the years. And here, here are two that seem worth mentioning. As a child, my family and I lived in California, and one day my dad and I were on a trail, and I decided to run ahead. After a few moments, I got this really strong feeling to stop. Once I stopped, I saw that about a foot in front of me was a big spider web with a very large black spider right where my face would have gone through. I think that's the first time I ever remember having that strong feeling that I now know as spiritual sense. It, last, it left a lasting impression on me, and despite not totally understanding it, I did try to listen from then on. And then in my early 20s, I worked construction for about five years. One day, while working next to a backhoe, the rear arm of it came around, and the bucket hit me in the... Sh right in the shoulder and upper arm area. And it was the weirdest thing because it, to me it felt as though the operator meant to just lightly touch me. But after he got out with a panicked look, he said he had the lever pushed all the way in and didn't even see me. It just stopped. For years I didn't understand what happened, but now I can see that it definitely was God's protection. I'm so grateful for all I am learning in this church and for regular practitioner support, which has helped me not only to learn how to live Christian science now, but also to see those former events in their right light. What a wonderful God we have, and I thank him for keeping me safe all these years until he could bring me here and make me useful for him. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight, and thank you for the music. Tonight I want to express my gratitude for gaining a new trust in the promises that God, give us, God gives us, that we can have the strength we need for both mental and physical demands. Some time ago, my practitioner, my Plainfield practitioner, was supporting me prayerfully during a task that required me to be physically active for many hours. The day went well and I had the endurance needed. An opportunity to repeat this came up again about a week later. I mentioned to her that I was looking forward to it, but I really needed much more physical strength in my back and arms. The day came and went, but this time the job seemed lighter and I felt stronger. But the only thing that had changed or was different was her specific prayers. I'm very grateful for the strength that I, need, that I needed that day so I could accomplish it and this experience so that I could continue learning about the many ways God meets our needs. I'm very grateful for Christ Jesus, our God, Mary Baker Eddy in this church. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce. I wanted to say how thankful I am for the watching point that's posted on the homepage of our website this week. Watching Point 84, it's actually selected excerpts from Gilbert Carpenter's Watching Point 84. But it talked in there about 
the mistake of one person absorbing the thoughts from another person and that it's actually a harmful thing. And it gave me pause to stop and think, am I absorbing somebody else's thinking or am I clinging to our Heavenly Father, Mother, God? And looking back in my life, I can recall how vividly that when I had so frequently absorbed the thoughts of the way other people were thinking, especially the way they thought of me and saw me, that it made me very weak and insecure. It also made me very grateful for the Plainfield Christian Science Church when I finally had a place to come where I could learn that God was my mind. God is mind. God is my mind. And with that fact, I could find myself strong with God and give me a chance to reject maybe the thoughts of other people that would like to attach itself on me. That's not such a good thing. Well, I had an experience this week where I was talking to somebody on the phone and this lady was talking about the things that were going on around the place where she lived and almost in a complaining way. And then she also described how she went down and help somebody that was having a little difficulty getting around and carrying the things that he needed to do. But she went down and helped him. So immediately out of my mouth came these words. So you see, you're living a life of usefulness. And this lady kind of like paused for a minute and says, yeah, I guess I am. Guess what? That was the end of the complaining. I was very happy to hear that. And I'm very grateful for that watching point. And, of course, for the fundamental fact of being that God is our mind and our place is to think with him and not think with others' influences. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead. Thank you. In Citation 11, from the Science and Health section of this week's Bible lesson, it reads, to understand that mind is infinite, not bounded by corporeality, not dependent upon the ear and eye for sound or sight, nor upon muscles and bones for locomotion, is a step towards the mind science by which we discern man's true nature, I mean man's nature and existence. This Monday afternoon, there were heavy rainstorms as I was driving home on the highway what seemed like buckets of water coming down, left very little visibility to the lines on the pavement or other cars on the road. I had quite a long way to drive, and though there was an immediate temptation to feel even a little worried, I rather felt a great sense of calm and confidence in God's presence, protection for everyone, and power over it all. I thank God for being my vision knowing that he was enabling me to see all that I needed to, however little it may have been. No one was crossing over any lanes, and everyone kept moving at a comfortable pace. It felt as though I just cruised through it all and made it home safely in no time. I'm so grateful to be learning the truth about my existence, which is empowering me to live a better way through what I'm learning in Christian science about God's allness, and for each opportunity to put it into practice and see the resulting victory. 
Thank you so much for tonight's reading and for all the testimonies given and those to be given tonight. I'm grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Dale from Virginia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you for those wonderful readings on our oneness with God. And thank you for all the wonderful testimonies. I'm very grateful for instructive and inspiring teaching here in this church through the Bible studies, roundtables, services, and all the material included on the church website. There is one particularly good article in print and audio entitled Oneness by Bicknell Young. It was recommended by a practitioner in this church to really spend some time with and imbibe it. I can't begin to say how much this has and continues to mean to me. Even though I've been in Christian science all my life, it's given, giving me a totally new outlook and understanding of my relationship with God and my place and purpose in this world. And the wonderful reading of the audio is impactful and enhances the understanding. And I'm very grateful. Thank you very much for this service tonight. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for those wonderful readings and the wonderful music. I'm grateful for all I've learned and continue to learn in this independent Christian Science Church. It's about watching my thinking, keeping it positive, and thinking out. I never knew that before coming here, and it will never end. If my thoughts aren't good, peaceful, loving, they're not from God. I must kick out the wrong thinking so I can hear what God wants me to do for him, to bless others. God is mine. God is my mind, the only mind. God is good. I'm so grateful for much practitioner help in keeping my thoughts in line with God to be a blessing every moment. There's nothing greater to do. I'm grateful to Mary Baker Eddy, Christ Jesus, and God for this wonderful way of life. Christian science is a lifesaver. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Gary, for those beautiful readings and very important citations. I'm particularly struck by the miscellaneous 181 you read, is man's spiritual sonship a personal gift to man, or is it the reality of his being in divine science? Man's knowledge of this grand verity gives him power to demonstrate his divine principle, which in turn is requisite in order to understand his sonship or unity with God good. What a wonderful birthright, the birthright of every man. And I find this, this as an imperative truth which will change so much when it's finally understood, understood by mankind everywhere. Because to me, this knowing is what enables us to question any discord, 
or suggestions of imperfection that may tempt us. For example, for suggestions of lack, we could say, Our Father is rich. How can we be poor? As him 2.24 says, While Christ is rich, can I be poor? For suggestions of sickness, we can question and not just take it as well as I used to. And we ask, where is this from? Who is saying that? God's own child cannot be sick. For suggestions of fear, if God is love and I'm love's own child, it's love that casted out fear. So where is it? For relationship problems, I can say and know that since God fills all space and it's only love among us all, where is the hatred, the animosity? And again, as our hymns 266 says, none who are truly born of God can live in enmity. All we need to live harmoniously is what Christ Jesus demonstrated and through Mrs. Seddy has been explained to how we can live it. I am so grateful for the message of salvation, of true freedom that Mrs. Seddy has given us through all her writings and so many who also followed her has given us in their articles. These truths help vanish all the false beliefs about ourselves and about those also who we think of. Father, Mother, God, grant us peace. Grant us the knowledge of this wonderful truth that helps us feel your love. I'm grateful to be here tonight, and thanks for all the testimonies. Thank you. Mary. This is from our church website bulletin board. And good evening, everyone. The first New Jersey, it's a quote from Peter V. Ross. God has a destiny for our nation, a peaceful and fruitful destiny. Just a couple of responses. The first from Massachusetts. Beautiful, thank you so much. This reminder came at a perfect time. And Virginia, thank you for sharing that truth by Peter V. Ross. It was very much needed by me, and I am so grateful you shared that with all of us. Much love and gratitude. And then this from California. Every day I give thanks for the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. Being here has made such a difference in the way I look at God. I am learning to start my thinking at the top with God not from the viewpoint of a mortal man who sees a worldly picture and then looks up to God in prayer. This new understanding makes such a difference, and I find week by week that one of my old ways of looking up to God instead of out, for him, out from him as his image and likeness is being corrected. It is hard to imagine that there is so much that needs to be corrected but little by little, I can see progress in the way I apply Christian science in my daily life. I am so grateful for Christ Jesus, Mrs. Eddy, and to be part of this church family. And this was a, a note from Texas. Dear Plainfield members, 
Please accept this love offering as gratitude for all I have received from your loving dedication to our leader and her church. I hope to visit you all in person someday. Perhaps you would consider moving your church to the great state of Texas. <laughs> Until then, I will visit you online with much love. And this from Hawaii. I received 500 watching points in Collectania, and I am astounded at the valuable truths and lessons, an endless supply to study and demonstrate. Watching points 270 and 283 in particular seemed especially helpful to me right now. I had a chance to really put my understanding to the test. Upon leaving my dad's house a few nights ago, we have two homes situated on half-acre sites. We found two feral piglets curled up on his stoop. They were so tiny. Here in Hawaii, most hunters kill them right away or fatten them up for eventual slaughter, unappealing to my husband and I. We got them settled into a safe area, fed them, and then I started to fret and fret some more. The argument, who is going to want to take care of these little piglets and when they are considered such a scourge to homeowners and farmers alike? This played like a broken record for two days. Then I turned in, then I turned in over to God and affirmed their right to be in a good place and that they were never out of place in God's eyes. This I affirmed over and over again. Just this afternoon, I got a call from someone who knew my son, and I had told him about the piglets, and the woman said she'd love to have them. She had a ranch where they could run and have free space to roam. I thanked God immediately and realized that he can help in all situations. I'm so grateful for this demonstration, and it only confirmed that I'm on the right path in my own spiritual unfoldment. I am ever grateful to the very special way Plainfield Christian Science addresses our needs, no matter what they may be, with warmest regards. And then this one is from a member in Australia, a testimony. We were out in our boat on a dam recently, and we had had a wonderful day with our three children who were enjoying some fun kneeboarding which is like water skiing, but on your knees. <laughs> we had almost finished for the day when we decided to have one more trip around the dam. We are normally very careful watching for the depth of the water, but as we drove, we went from a very deep area to an extremely shallow area in just a few seconds. Due to the location, my husband couldn't turn the boat around quick enough and our propeller hit some rocks. We heard a very loud crunch and the engine cut out. We tried to turn it on again, but it kept cutting out after a few seconds. As we sat in the dam, a long way from where our car was parked, I started praying. In Australia, there is no marine rescue at the dams, so we couldn't call anybody for help. But I told the children we could pray for God's help. I knew God would take us all the way and would not leave us stranded. During my watches the week before, 
I have been praying for God's guidance and for clarity of thought with regard to what is going on in the world. One of my watches had been on angels, and I had found several wonderful articles on the Plainfield website. This is one that I had found from Albert Cheney. Quote, As we journey on, trusting in God, the angels of his presence are our steadfast guardians in storm or calm. Even though we may, we may be in the depths of fear and despair, with the clouds of error closing in upon us, with error telling us that there is no way out, yet there is always at hand, awaiting our acceptance, a pure angel thought, a God-sent message, which is capable of dispelling and destroying the erroneous condition or illusion of belief and bringing about complete release and perfect healing. How comforting the words of the psalmist are. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways." End quote. I felt led to stand at the end of the boat and shout out and wave to a jet ski which was going past not too far from us. The gentleman came straight over and without hesitation offered to tow us all the way back with his jet ski. Our boat was much bigger than his vehicle and he said he had never towed anyone before, but it had no problem towing us. And just as we reached the shore, he said he was completely out of petrol, gas. <laughs> What an angel this man had been, sent from God. I was so grateful, and it was lovely for my children to see the result of prayer. And my nine-year-old commented on how God had sent him. We thank God all the way home. I am so grateful to my practitioner at Plainfield, my children's Sunday school teachers, who graciously teach my children via conference call across continents and also for the amazing work of the Plainfield Church, and of course for Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy for teaching us how we can trust God in all areas of our lives. Thank you and love to all. So I'm so grateful to be here tonight to hear those wonderful readings on our oneness with God. What such an important point to understand and to live. It was read tonight from Science and Health. It also happens to be in our lesson. Just a very beautiful passage from Mrs. Eddy on page 381. The one ego, the one mind or spirit called God, is infinite individuality, which supplies all form and comeliness, and which reflects reality and divinity in individual spiritual man and things. I have talked about this before, but many years ago, we were taught here about this passage and its deeper meaning. And it was that we, man, is not God, but God expresses himself through man. And Mrs. Evans was telling this story to us because it was a practitioner that she worked at, with at the time, a, pra a wonderful practitioner who had his office in Manhattan. 
Mr. Davidson. And anyway, they discussed this passage together. And when she realized what it meant, she said she just went home walking on air. Um, so we can know when we get ourselves out of the way, our personal sense of self, and let God use us, God actually expresses himself through us. That's what it means to demonstrate our oneness with him. And then I thought about the words in, in that passage. Um, our individuality, what makes each one of us special and unique. And form is our visible shape. Many of us fret over these things, our form, our comeliness, comeliness, symmetry, attractiveness, fairness, loveliness. God is supplying all of this to you. And it reflects reality, our actual being, and our divinity, our holiness. All of these things God is giving us. It's wonderful. And when we're knowing that, we don't need to fret about being it because we just are it. <laughs> I'm so grateful for this beautiful explanation of this passage. It has meant so much to me through the years. I'm grateful for all that I've learned in being a member of this church, and I am still learning. And I'm grateful to be with you all tonight. And have a wonderful evening. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, uh, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 416. Be true and list the voice within. Be true unto thy high ideal, thy perfect self that knows no sin, that self that is the only real. Hymn number 416.